Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Makers Chat Podcast. I am here today with my friend, Bridget Martinelli. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Danielle. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad you came out to see the garden. Yes. So, guys, we are recording this episode sitting out here in Bridget's beautiful garden and hearing the birds chirp and looking at all the flowers that are blooming, and it's awesome. Um So, Bridget, if you don't mind, just tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do, what your craft is. I'm Bridget Martinelli and uh, wife, mother, and a crafter, artist. Uh, The things that I do, what don't I do? Let's see. That's the big thing. What don't I do? Um, I do one thing that I love is the paper clay sculptures, and uh, I just do little whimsical creations out of my head. It might be a pig or horse. It might be a really pretty girl growing out a piece of scrap lumber. Uh, I see something, and it just kind of evolves in, you know, people say, how would you think to do that? I don't know. It just happens. Uh, and if you've never worked with paper clay, it's really fun. I think anybody can do it. And if you're not too serious and you try not to be too perfect, anything's possible. I paint mine with uh, acrylic clays and then I seal them. So, But again, it's not something that you could put, it's not like a piece of pottery that you could put outside because a lot of people do ask us, oh, can I put it out um, on my porch or something? No, because again, it is a paper Yes, and they're beautiful so have you always have you always done that have you had because I know like right now you're an artist you're a full-time artist that's what you do you create and it's amazing have you always been a full-time artist uh I don't not I mean not always I always was creative I mean I remember the first time that I knew that maybe my art was good was in elementary school when my teacher would sit me at the back table in the classroom and have me do all the bulletin boards if you guys remember what bulletin boards were and I'd hand cut out the borders and then I'd use the construction paper to make the different if it was winter time it might be a little boy sledding down a hill into a snowman and um, I always did the artistic stuff like in school that was just kind of what I did Um, then as I grew older I worked uh, secretarial for a long time, then decided to get married and have babies and to earn extra money. That's when I turned back to my art because it was something that I could do at home. Uh, You basically would say I was a self-taught artist. I mean, I took art classes here or there, but nothing, you know, didn't go to college. So, um, which some people say is a good thing because they say sometimes people that go to college, they lose their originality, the thing that makes them quirky. So, I guess you would say my stuff's definitely quirky. <laughs> Your stuff can be quirky and I love it. But it's also, so do you feel like, do you see trends or when that you kind of try to like pick up on, say maybe your subjects, if you're creating one of your sculptures, one of your paper clay sculptures, do you just do the things that interest you or do you see things that other people are doing and you go, oh, that's fine. I could, I could do that my way and that would be really cool. I think when I, I did needle felting for a while, and mm-hmm. that would be more of 
one of the things that was, oh, this, this was something that I was seeing a lot of people do. And a couple of friends were like, oh, can you do this mouse or could you do this? Uh, my daughter's a big video game player and she wanted me to do some of the little characters off of some of her games. So I did a lot of needle uh, felting. Um, that's tough on the hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, oh, yeah. so um, I'll still do it some. I had people that wanted their pets done and I would do a few pet ones. But it's also extremely time consuming. Uh, to do your needle pelting. I mean, and especially the way I do things because my husband always says, why do you do so much detail? <laughs> you know, you don't, have, you, you could sell it without all that detail. People wouldn't know if you didn't. I was like, but I would know. <laughs> but I would know. And ultimately so, that's right. You know. It's like, it's more about me being happy sitting here making this little thing than, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. So when you, um, it's because you are well-versed in crafting, you, I mean, that's your, your sculptures and your artwork, I think is a lot of what people know about you, but you do a lot of other things too. You create jewelry, you create this beautiful garden that we're sitting in. You do your, um, you do silks, you'll create wreaths and things like that. What do you, and obviously it sounds like your calling, the thing that you love the most is probably the clay art, the, the clay sculptures. Yeah, I love correct? sculpting and I yeah. love painting, doing my paintings and stuff too. And I do a lot of uh, portraits for people that I'll do on the side that um, I don't think a lot of people know. Again, it's in my style. Mm-hmm. Um, those are generally, they're commissioned and I just do a few of them a year because actually portraits are a lot more stressful than anything else because I like doing things free flowing, just, you know, getting in there and seeing what happens Mm -hmm. where the portraits, it has to look like the person and you don't, you know, you're, it's very personal. It's like, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because you see them one way and they see themselves another. So that's, and so I think also doing it more whimsical makes it also easier Mm -hmm. because you, you can kind of, you can take, the subject but then do a little bit of a twist on it you know that makes it more fun and i do love whimsical i think because the world can be a really hard sad place and i would rather paint and do things that when people see it they smile it makes them happy it brings them back to their childhood or something you know pulls that out of them the little kid in them and uh so that's probably why i stick with my serious things even though I could do something that I mean my less serious things I could do things that are serious but it's just not as fun that's not as fun <laughs> that's not where your joy is and I think that's good though that you yes. know that and you you do you do what you love and you love doing it and and it comes out you know it, it comes out in your artwork you can tell that it's something that you enjoyed making I appreciate that thank you yeah um and you paint every now and then you'll paint a little piece of furniture. I love the way you paint furniture. It's a completely different style <laughs> from anything I've ever really seen. Cause you take that whimsical and you find the details in the furniture that I don't think a lot of people would have seen to begin with and make them something special. And again, it's, it's to, to look at that piece. I think, I think, I think a lot about children on, on stuff like that. Like, Oh, this would be so cute in a little girl's room or a little boy's room to bring a smile to their face. And I used to do a lot of murals back in the day. And, you know, I would coordinate painted pieces of furniture 
painted bed linens, you name it, it would be all completely themed together. I also painted the Shriners Children's Hospital murals in Greenville and did all of those a long, long time ago, um, back when my knees could handle climbing up and down ladders. <laughs> so um, I don't know, I guess you would, I, you know, it is, it's a lot of children's themed things going on, so. They're not just for kids, man. We all love it. That's cool, though, that that's so children in and of themselves. Sounds like that's a little bit of your inspiration then. Probably you think so. about a, the way a little kid would look at it and what they would love and want to see. Yeah, because like um, some of the things it's like it's it's been fun over the years when you do see children's faces like a lot of there's one uh, type of artwork that I do and I call them like my storybook uh, portraits and uh, people will commission me to. They'll tell me about their child. They'll um, just different stories on what they like, things that they like to do, places they like to go. And I take that information and do a mixed media piece of art. So it's almost like paper doll art because I might do the child in watercolor paper and then I'll maybe do the clothes in scrapbooking paper and then I'll... Um, take that and put it onto a canvas and then paint in the rest of whatever it is that's special, you know, if they have pets, whatever. And, and kids absolutely love it. And a lot of times their parents might have been looking on Facebook and seen something that I've done. And the kids are the ones that are like, Oh, mommy, I want this. Yeah. So, um, and that, that's another fun thing. I think I just, you know, have, Attention deficit disorder, and I just go everywhere. Squirrel. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, though. So. so, when you do, you ever run out of ideas? Do you ever sit down to create something and go, "Gosh, I don't know what I want to do," or does it always just come well, easy for you? Because I do different things. Like um, I love to cook, so I might be, you know, cooking or whatever, and then I think of something and I go, "Oh, I'm gonna work on this next." And because I love to garden. If you get burnout doing something, then I'll come out and I'll work out in the garden. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll think of, I'll see something, a scrap of wood laying over there. I've been eyeballing the wood pile over there. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, wouldn't that be pretty? I could add, you know, paper clay sculpture, a girl, and then put one of these pretty magnolia flowers growing. And I actually have a piece that I'm starting to work on that's going to be a girl. Now it's not that it's another piece of scrap off of a birdhouse that rotted and I threw the rotted part away and kept yeah. uh, the piece of the birdhouse and uh, it'll turn into something. But um, I don't know. I'm always thinking of something, you know, that's great. there's always something to think of to do. Yeah. And if I, if I can't, then I'll make some jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> if I just need to, you know, it's like your worry beads or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It just calms you. It gives your hands something to do yes. so that your yes. brain can think of all the other things that you want yes. to do. Yes. Yeah, so. I get that. Yeah. OCD, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, when you are, when you are making the, thing, other, the other things, right? The, the, the filler crafts, maybe we can call them that. The things that you do in the meantime, you know, to get your mm -hmm. brain going on the other stuff. What would be your favorite thing to work with there? The, the jewelry or the silks or like what, what would be your next favorite thing to do behind your sculptures? I do enjoy doing the jewelry because again, I think I love, you know, even with my art or whatever, it's, it's like if I see something 
old that somebody wants to get rid of. And I have a lot of neighbors and friends now that they, they'll bring me their old, they've ended up with jewelry. And mine started off because my mother, when she passed away, we got all her jewelry and I, and she had so much costume jewelry. And so I was like, you know, how can I recycle this and make it into something that people would want to wear today? Although some of it I would wear and I still wear you know, because it's cold yeah. <laughs> anyway. And um, so I just like, I guess, bring in new life to old things, you know, that's upcycling. Again, when I was saying old piece of wood, oh, how can I make this be something that somebody will love again? You know, just like, um, and, and sometimes I'll take that old jewelry and I'll make it and then I'll give them back a piece of it uh, here, remember, remember your grandma or whatever, wear this, give it to your child, just so that that little, I don't know, we're such a throwaway society, yeah. you know, it's like everybody wants new, yeah, I laugh at even HGTV, they can't even, you know how we would take an old funky house and we would just decorate it, paint it, do things, now it's like you got to tear it all down and buy new, and funny from the younger generation that's all about environment, and they do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, I guess that's it is, you know, you want to see stuff loved forever. Yes. And, and you turn know, it into, yeah. You know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I love taking And I think something. that's kind of what Vintage Warehouse is all about, too. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, it really is. Is loving things instead of just, you know, throwing it on the trash heap. Right, right. Because all the life that might have gone in and all the stories that that piece could tell if it could talk yeah exactly i was having that conversation with someone the other day i was like okay i've got these ideas in my head so now i've got to go out hunting for some things that people want to throw away and i actually um put a few calls into a few places where people might would bring some things for repairs to be like hey if someone brings you something and you can't fix it have them call me Right. I want the broken stuff because I don't want it to be the same thing it was in its first life. I want to turn it into something right. new and different, but not throw it away. You know, do something different with it. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, I totally get that. And you guys, Bridget is a is a vendor inside Vintage Warehouse as well. So if you want to come see her work in person, you can you can certainly come find her in Spartanburg at our store. And um, she has all kinds of awesome things in there. Her sculpture, her artwork, her jewelry. Um some furniture pieces, some other decor pieces, just some awesome stuff. Um, how do you, how do you choose your colors? Cause you use a lot of color in your work, which I personally love, but do you, do you do a lot of color theory when you're making those choices or do you just go, eh, let's try this and see what happens. I, people always ask that. And I'm, I just do things and I just know this works or this doesn't work. Again, mm -hmm. I'm self-taught. My mother was very, you know, she, she, I think my dad might've been the one that uh, drew, but never did draw. Mm -hmm. And then um, my mother though, she was like the decorator and she knew, you know, and so me and all my sisters were, were uh, the same. There's four of us. We all love to decorate and garden and all that kind of stuff. And then as far as just the colors, I just, I do love color. And now I honestly, you know, some people can do a whole house with every single color. I like the pops. I like taking something totally unexpected and popping it in where you wouldn't expect it to be. And then, and that's how I think it looks great, you know, and then maybe pull from a really cool piece of art 
a few of the colors like maybe into your sofa or whatnot yeah um, i'm not you know and i love like children's rooms to be bright and chill cheerful in my house my guest bedrooms are more whimsical than maybe the main floor of the house would be um and i think sometimes too that's like when you come into my booth it's like there's so much woo and it's like you know because that's what i do but it's meant to be you know pick a few of these fun pieces and and it can go in anything and that's that's like a garden if you have too much color with each other where if you have just one beautiful or two beautiful flowers your eye goes to it and it's like wow and that mm -hmm. pops that entire garden and makes it come to life just that little bit of color you know yeah um, like when that little rhododendron was finally blooming after five years and you came in here <laughs> with all the green and yeah it was like uh it just made the, the whole place light up i guess that's what it is it's yeah. like your smile or your eyes you know yeah just um, okay, now we're getting into, you know, weird and artsy here too. So let's No, that's a good that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's what it's about. That's it's makers chat, right? Yes. It's about how we make things. I'm always terrible with this though. You know, people will ask you and you're like, Oh, I'm supposed to be saying something so deep and philosophical. No. <laughs> that's well, not me. I think for me, you know, everyone we I've had this conversation recently with a couple of friends that um my friend Lilani, we were talking the, a few days ago and she made a comment about wanting to get into this gallery, but she was a little intimidated because she would go read the artist statement and they were always so deep mm -hmm. and broody and like political and philosophical. And she's like, I just want to paint pretty things. I just want to make people happy and use a lot of color. And I'm like, you know what? That's that. a statement in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Just wanting to bring the happy and the joy and a little bit of balance into the world. No, I think that's great. So I don't think it's, I, I think it's why we do what we do. Which when I lived in Amelia Island, um, there's a gallery there called the Waterwheel Gallery and it was voted uh, best in Jack's. And uh, I had a friend of mine, you know, she, and she goes up to the owner and she's like, Oh, my friend over here, she paints and I'm in that gallery. And there's 10,000, $15,000 paintings. And I'm just kind of shrinking into my shell going, You're so, embarrassing me. <laughs> yes, because you're looking at these paintings and you're like going, you know, I paint little whimsical frogs and chickens and mermaids and don't shh. And so the lady, you know, she asked me, you know, to see my work, you know, and I'm like, oh, my work. Let's see what I can go find in the house to bring out here. And so um, she had made an appointment and I went out there and I'm sitting patiently waiting that day. And there was another artist in there and had his beautiful portfolio. I had like, you know, this basket with some paintings and some sculptures in it sitting there. <laughs> and and she, he's in there with his, his portfolio and, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, you know, we have so much in, you know, this uh, and she sent him on his way. And so I am just, you know, again, you're, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what am I doing here? And so when I went in there, she lit all up and was so excited. And she goes, now this is what I'm looking for. And so she, you know, started carrying my stuff and like my mermaids. And I think I have like one little sad lone um, sea turtle left that I have in the, sh the shop. And she, mm -hmm. she carried those and, you know, and of course you're at the beach. So at the beach, everybody wants color. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I need some people with beach houses now. Let's, I know. Kind of shocking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, I think, one of my most, um, it, it was very, very inspiring, you know, to have somebody of that caliber that actually liked and appreciated what you, you do. It was empowering. Yeah. You felt yeah. validated. It was like, okay, you know, this is okay. You know, I don't yeah. know. That was just, that was one of my things, you know. I remember I the first good. time I met you, even when once you were up here and you came in the store and you were like, I don't know if this is something that you'd be interested in. And you pulled your phone out showing me pictures and I was just floored. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's I gorgeous. Guess, you always feel like, you know, I don't know, because you do things that are different than yeah. you know, other people. And so you're like, going, oh. yeah, I so, get it. I get yeah. it. Um, so. I'm going to go back to what, when you were talking about your house and doing the pops of color and that kind of thing, because you seem, and I, and I feel like I've asked you this before and I think I know the answer. Have you done interior design work yes. before? Because I feel like you'd be crazy good at that. <laughs> yes. I've done uh, lots of interior decorating. I'll still do uh thing. A lot of times too, what I do uh, for people is, I've done some staging in homes, not where we are running out and buying a million new things, but just, you know, going in and saying, hey, if you change these lamp shades, you rearrange this, you edit that, you know, turn clutter into collections, that kind of thing. I've done, um, you know, just last week I was over at a friend's house that uh, I think she said the last time she'd done things was uh, when I had done it for several years ago and we were just updating things. And uh, it's fun, you know, and sometimes just, you know, just that refreshing your home. And again, that it goes back to people feel like these days they have to take their everything that they've collected in their furniture and their things that mean something to them and get rid of it because style dictates that we must have this, this and this and we must have these kind of colors. And I think I'm so tired of people dictating to us what we must like and must not like and do and say and so I have a lot of friends that you know they might be a little bit older and they've had things that they've collected maybe they've gotten things from their parents or their grandmothers and they want a way to update it a little bit uh, but they don't want to get rid of everything that means so much so that they can be cool and have that cool interior right <laughs> and so i do uh, a lot of that kind of stuff you know for people and um you know it's fun i mean i've done like i said back in the day from you know complete room makeovers and this that and the other i worked for uh, a builder when i lived in maryland and i would help him decorate like his model homes you know, even to the point of, oh, okay, this is what cabinets and this, that, and the other, and bathrooms and stuff. Um, so, I've done a little bit of this, that, and the other. I mean, if it's creative, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it gets the imagination going. So, and I would I'm imagine visual. that probably feeds into other areas because I would think that having the opportunity to sit down with people and see the things they've collected and the things that they love and the things that are special in their family. Mm -hmm that are maybe different from what's in your home or in your friend's home mm -hmm. that you see all the time. It just, it could give you a whole new wave of ideas or, you know, Oh, look at, look at those colors. Look at the way they put those metals together. Oh, look mm -hmm. at that structure. I mean, you know, I could just, I could, I feel like the more you expose yourself to the more ideas you can, can have. Right. right. So. Because it's like, you know, all through 
history styles and things have changed mm -hmm. and even now it's like i was over the past several years i feel like styles are even with clothing you can wear something from the 60s the 70s the 80s the 90s you see it all you know you walk into a store and you're like oh can i wear something like that and i'm like well cool everybody can wear whatever they want to you know yeah and uh the designers have taken something from every era and squash it into this is the new thing sometimes it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so um but uh yeah yeah definitely well thank you so much for doing this with me today so i want to ask you some questions that are just strictly for fun kind of questions so like as we go out i do like the rapid fire questions it's just fun oh, right God. it gives okay. you a chance to get to know people a little better what is your favorite snack God, if it's sweet, I'm going to eat it. Cookies, I guess. I love cookies. You love cookies. Do you make cookies or do you like to buy cookies? I make cookies and I buy cookies. <laughs> you just like I, cookies. I just like cookies. <laughs> I don't know why. I think my mother always loved cookies. A cup yeah. of hot tea and a cookie. Mm. Oh, yeah, that does sound. Yeah, I'm liking them too much these days. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I did go buy a, a, a smoothie machine, and so I'm trying to drink smoothies instead and get some you know healthy vitamins in i got you and so i need bananas value. and i hate bananas so but you throw them in with a bunch of strawberries and pineapple mm -hmm. i can handle it do you um have you read any good books lately you know i read like crazy i haven't read as much as i used to read but I have actually just started over the Harry Potter series the other day. That's so fun. <laughs> Me too. Uh -huh. Actually, I'm starting for the first time. I've oh, seen all the movies, but oh. I've never read the books. Oh, oh, so cool. I'm in, I can't remember if I'm in book two or book three. Aren't they fabulous? But yes, they her, are. That, that talk about imagination. And I think that's what I love. I mean, her imagination, details, the details. And mm -hmm. so many of the details are missing on the movie. If you notice details, yeah. you're just like, oh, no, no. But this was a really good part. You cut it out. Mm -hmm. So, yes. And, and, you know, you think about it a lot of times with the really good books like that. When you turn it into a movie, the movie can be awesome, but there's still going to be something mm -hmm. lost because you just can't get that amount of time in a movie mm -hmm. to cover all the good That's stuff. That's why I said the they should have done series. Yeah, that would have been good. I mean, what an incredible series that would have been. Yeah, that would have been good for sure. I think they could still even do a series that people would they still could. be all over it. They sure could. Um, do you listen to podcasts much? Not so much. Not so much. My so you don't like does. have a favorite? No, Not my really. daughter does. Uh, listens. She could be like right there on it, but um, I usually would have the radio or something on and I'm listening to the radio while I work or I might even be watching some movie in the background. Yeah. But I haven't gotten into the podcast thing yet. Yeah. I need to. I need to yeah. because my daughter's constantly going, Mom, you need to listen to this, this or this. My husband's more apt to do that than me, which is surprising. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we all have different ways that we like to take information in. So, you know, some people yes. like to watch movies. Some people like to listen to things. Um, I like to listen to podcasts more than I like to listen to music most days simply because I feel like I hear the same music over and over again if yeah. I listen to music too much. But when I let some time go in between, then I can actually hear something new. There you go. Now, <laughs> come over here, me. you probably will never have. Like when you came in, I think that was Kristen Chenoweth. And then I just did, got through listening to Connie Francis. Okay. And so I listened to all like a lot of the oldies. Yeah. So um, that's good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about if 
if like time, money, resources, if there was just nothing of consequence that would stop you from doing whatever you wanted to do, where would you go tomorrow? Now, that's a hard one because my husband even just keeps asking me that about the retirement. <laughs> and I'm like, going, I don't know where I want to go. You know, I really. Are you talking about for just a quick trip or to live? Um, well, either or both. <laughs> yeah, because um, I don't know. I don't really know. I would love if I could beam anywhere because I hate to fly. I could yeah. I could go anywhere because my husband has so many frequent flyer miles. But I hate to fly, but I would go to Germany because that's where I was born. Okay. And I would love to get, you know, you have those little fleeting memories that are left. And uh, even watching TV, I'm a big, I love watching BBC and stuff. So I would love to go to Europe. I would just love it. I love yeah. to tour the gardens, um, listen to the German people because I do miss that because mom used to have all her little German friends. And every once in a while, I'll be in a restaurant and you'll hear the Germans talking and I can understand it pretty good. I can't speak it anymore, but I want to say, Shh, I can hear, I can understand what you're saying. <laughs> Stop but, talking um, about me. So no. I, would, I would say if they could beam me up, I would love to go to Germany. Can you read German? I know you said you can understand it. Yeah. You can't read it though? Okay, I'm just curious. My older sister can. Okay. And I think because my mother... Um, she spoke German to us when we were much younger, but then as she, because she was learning English. Mm -hmm. And so then as we grew older and she was learning English, where we used to, when we were very young, that's all, you know, we spoke with her was German. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, as she was learning it, or we spoke English with dad and then, you know, because I'd still, and I think that's the reason a lot of times I mispronounce words and stuff. My daughter, who's an English major, will be like, oh. <laughs> and because she'll throw in something will come from when you come were a back, kid that's right. and mom was saying whatever. And you're like, oh, leave me alone. Now, your father was in the Air Force. Is that correct? He was in the Army. Yes. He was in the Army. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so how old were you when you guys left Germany to move back here? Um, the first time we came over, I was just a little baby. I, because I, the passport picture, I know that for a fact, you know how it's sad that parents don't talk about a lot of things to remind you, you know, they're busy, you know, raising, <laughs> they're busy you. living, right? They're, right. They're busy raising <laughs> you and you're like going, you know, gosh, I wish you'd have told us more stories. And then we moved to Massachusetts where my younger sister was born. And then we moved back there, um, I think we were in Wurzburg then and my other sister was born. And so then I think I was about six when we left for the last town. My husband goes there all the time. I'm telling you, he goes all the for time. Work. Yeah. yeah. He goes everywhere all the time. I'm like, tell what was it like, Dave? And he's like, come with me and see. Do you ever travel with him when he travels for it? Not if he's flying. Not if he's flying. <laughs> no, I I went um when my son graduated boot camp a few years ago, I went to San Antonio um, and flew. And I said, honey, this is, this is how much your mama loves you. <laughs> and I don't know where I got that flying phobia, but, and people say, ah, just take something. And I'm like, yeah, I'd have to take it the two weeks before and the two weeks there or whatever, because it's like a, just a nonstop anxiety. And it's stupid. It doesn't make sense. But it's so is the it phobia is. the actual flying? 
or is it just the whole process? It's the playing. It's, it's the actual on the playing. playing. It's like the playing. And I don't know why or where it came from. And it's stupid. Well, and, you know, you know all this stuff, but it is what it is. You can know things all day long, but I think it almost makes sense that that's a big phobia for some people. Because, mm -hmm. you know, as as human beings, we were not actually made to fly through the air. Yeah, like, <laughs> so for some people, I can total, I totally could see where there could be a phobia around that. Is there anything else you want people to know about about what you do, about your artwork, about the process? I can't think of anything. Um, like I said, I just, I get in that studio, I see things and I just, you know, create. I, I, you know, it's like, I don't know, I don't know what goes on in my brain sometimes, you know, and sometimes I'll do things and it's a total surprise. Like people say, oh, I can't wait to see, you know, when you finish painting this. And I'm like, I can't either. I know. <laughs> what's gonna happen <laughs> when you were saying that earlier about um you just know what'll look good together and i'm just like oh okay see i like to use all kinds of different color but i don't know what'll look good together i tell myself well let's just paint if it looks bad you'll paint over it right and sometimes you do do that I sometimes do. you think this will look great or there's certain colors you're drawn to anyway mm -hmm. and so you want to paint those and it's like um i'll try to paint i'm more vibrant in my colors and i will try really hard many times I painted things that are just softer colors and what's done I'll look at it and I'll be like who's that <laughs> and then I go in and I'll you know I was one of those kids that I colored my coloring book like this really yes, really hard. hard and then I took the black crayon and I colored all around it in black you know to make it just really go pop out yeah but That's it was nose yeah. that soft it was like just you know get all that wax on there as thick as you possibly could <laughs> yeah so do you ever do you ever use like watercolor mediums or anything like that or do you stick with like your i've heavy used pigment? a lot the only thing i have never really done is um oil and someday i want to try that and yeah. the other thing i want to do so bad i would i need to find some place to take classes i would love to work with just ceramic clay that you could do in a kiln yeah, we need to get somebody talk somebody in that we've got in there to give <laughs> us classes to set something up and give classes. Mm -hmm. You know, I, not so much the potter, the wheel, or anything, but I would love to learn to do like my sculptures in in clay. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. in like a fired clay. Um, someday. Yeah. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for doing this with me. This was a lot of fun. Well, thank you for coming out. I've yeah. gotten to know you a little bit better, yeah. too. Always. Go. It's always a good time. Well, you guys, thanks. And we will be back with another Makers Chat episode for you next week. Y'all have a good one. Bye. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.